When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. Um, you know, I want to say that we we truly are grateful that you take the time to listen to the podcast. No matter where you are, whether you're in your car, maybe you're at soccer practice or standing up in your kitchen, who knows? Uh, the fact that you would take even just a few minutes to listen to whatever it is that we have to say uh, means a lot. And toward that end, it's the middle of November. I think it's Monday. Maybe it's Tuesday. Gosh, this last week's been really long. I feel like I haven't had any choice but to take it sort of one day at a time. But the the real issue is that we recorded this last week and I actually don't remember what we're talking about. I know that Laura was pretty excited about a topic and uh, I think we had a hearty debate and we might even have disagreed quite a bit in this one, which is always fun. So um, I'm just going to assume that as always, it's a cool conversation. Stick around. You told Jason what? I, yeah, I told Jason. I sent Jason, Jason listeners, Jason is our uh, producer. And I sent him a text today because if, I mean, you think we get off the rails, what you, what you hear is off the rails. You should hear all of the outtakes. There's a lot of like Zach clearing his throat. Um, there's a lot of cursing that I do that ends up getting like taken out. And then there's quite a bit of us getting off on like a totally like inappropriate tangent where we're like, Jason, please, please, please just delete that. Make us sound way smarter than we are. Anyway, I was listening. I, I was just on the road just now. Um, and I was listening to the last two podcasts. Do, you don't ever go back and listen to the podcast, right? That we record. I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Um, how, did you hear, did you hear Hiram? I didn't listen to that one. No. Oh, you should. Hi, Hiram's a really good dude. If you haven't listened to, it's the second part of our series, which by the way, are we getting back to our series at all? Is that coming up? Are we going to interview somebody else? Yeah, it's a little bit of a touch and go because I, I've i got like five badasses that are all men and I really yes. want us to not nail down a woman first. Like uh, that sounds terrible. I really want to secure- It really does. Wanna, that would be a one for Jason. I want to reserve, <laughs> I want to reserve and book a woman and I've got one on- uh, like uh, kind of in back and forth, but, um, we haven't nailed it down, uh, specifically yet. So. Okay. All right. Yes. We do need to interview some women for sure. That would be really nice. So if you're a female, you have a super badass job and you know, I kind of like it that we don't know what we're going to talk about at all. The, they're like mysteries. Yeah, I, I don't. and it's kind of fun to like try and draw some parallels between what we're hearing for the very first time to relationships. You know, Zach and I are fans of getting support, especially during abnormally stressful times like these. And that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor with the ability to communicate when and how you want. The matching process is quick but thorough and you have the ability to communicate with your therapist how you like it, messaging, over the phone, or video conferencing. 
I know in-person therapy sessions aren't feasible right now, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. So when you register with BetterHelp, you're supporting Marriage Therapy Radio so that we can keep doing what we love to do. Go to trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register and receive a special discount on your first month with BetterHelp. All right, here's what I want to do. I want to, by the way, if you hear a guy blowing, can you hear him in my background? I cannot. Okay, it's not a man blowing like in my ear. It's a one of those lawn blower things. Okay. And I kid you not, this man was blowing leaves around in my lawn yesterday for about five hours. And I just uh, like, I kind of put it out there on Facebook and said, you know, I just, I'm not really sure what to do about this. Do I go out there and say like, Hey buddy, like what you doing? Is there any intention in what you're doing? Like, are you going to pick leaves up at some point? You're just going to blow them around in, in circles. Um, and I got a lot of really funny comments, but I think that most people's assumption is that it's been a really tough few months and he's just kind of working something out and I just need to let him go and blow through the gas in his blower. Um, but just so you know, he's back at it. He's back outside with a blower. It is not my husband, by the way, that is not like the punchline. It's someone that my husband hired, but, um, here's something I've been thinking about. I've been thinking about balance because I find that I kind of use the same sort of concept idea. And maybe you've heard it on, on the podcast before of me sort of talking about the pendulum. And it sort of started with me listening to Hiram Osman on the podcast. And I was explaining to the to him that when, when COVID first hit, I really felt like the pendulum had really swung for a lot of people where like life was actually better for a moment in time where people were working from home. They were reconnecting with like their significant others. They had a whole lot more time. Um, for me as a mom, like I was, I was uh, like very aware of my, my child's schooling and his handwriting and, uh, his math skills and all of these cool things. And I just really felt like, gosh, things were really good with this whole like togetherness situation. Um, because everything outside of the home had just kind of quieted down. And so I was able to really focus on the family. But now, you know, uh, six months or whatever have passed and people are now like the pendulum is swinging the entire other direction. And and couples are really at this heightened place of get me the hell away from my partner. I just need a vacation and I'm not taking anybody with me. (laughs) And I just kind of feel like there's this whole like, swing of the pendulum. And I started thinking about how there's a lot of different ways that we need to create a healthy amount of balance in relationships in order for it to be good. And how when couples come into my office, sometimes what it is, is it's identifying where the pendulum is overswung in one direction or the other. And so I kind of wanted to brainstorm with you like some different ideas of what balance needs to look like and the sort of like the different directions that people get into where they're starting to get stuck and it's not a healthy, Hmm. it it kind of feels like dis-ease in the relationship. So the first one was this idea of individuality, having that individual time. And then this, this concept of togetherness. And I'm kind of wondering, just throwing that out there to you, what your thoughts are on a healthy balance of experiencing your 
self as an individual, and then also that balance of togetherness in the relationship with your partner. Okay. Let me, let me piggyback on that just for a second. So I'm, okay. a, I'm a part of this, like, well, it's a, it's a mastermind group for dads, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And there's about 400 guys in the uh, 400 dads in this group. Um, my little like corner of the, the mastermind is about 20 guys. And I'm on a call with them on a regular basis on Monday nights. And we talk through like the challenges of being a husband, of being a father, of kind of trying to do work-life balance, like what's going on with COVID. These guys are all over the country. Like, um, actually they're all over the world. Like we got it from Australia, another guy from Bermuda, Massachusetts, wow. Illinois, you know, like just all kinds of guys with all kinds of different perspectives. And they are right now expressing exactly what you're describing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of a, I guess I'm a little bit of more like an elder in the group. Like uh, my kids are older. Most of these guys have like kind of school, like kind of uh, elementary or middle school kind of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't identify a lot with this, but I do hear it. Right. People trying to figure yeah. out like, how do I maintain my sanity? How do I maintain yeah. my independence? Um, and I guess one way I guess I would put it is how do we maintain a healthy combination of both independence and interdependence. Ooh, yes. It's interesting to hear people like it's interesting to be the father of a 14 and almost 18 year old. And I can't even handle that. She's almost 18. Yeah. Like she, that's nuts to me. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And not quite be able to identify with what these guys are dealing with, but it is this, right? It's like, how do I sort of honor my commitment to my wife and my family? And also like, not lose my mind. So mm-hmm. in terms of your sort of your topic du jour. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I like that you called it topic du jour. That's kind of what it is every time we hop on this, uh, this podcast. Okay. Here's some other ideas and I want you to throw some out, you know, as you start to think about the pendulum swinging, where couples are getting stuck. Um, the other one that I'm finding is sharing with your partner and, and relying on your partner for just about everything. And it could be companionship. It could be nurturance. It could be um, relying on your partner for humor and play. And then also then the pendulum swinging the other direction of like relying on your friendship group for all of these things. Um, and where I find people getting stuck is when there's either too much dependence on your partner to be all things to you, or there's not enough and it's like they're really seeking to get a lot of their, ah, this is a really awful, okay, I'm going to, you know what, with like every episode, you know, I'm going to say something that's like NC-17 rated R. It's it's called the fluffer, <laughs> okay? Good Lord. When you know, you know, I'm not going to describe <laughs> what it is, but it's relying on your friends to provide this like, You're broken. all of the things. All of the things like the emotional connection that you might need to get out of your partner. Zach is like literally shaking his head right now. Like, I can't believe. So your partners end up becoming like your emotional fluffer. All right. If you're with me, if you know what it is, I know all of you are shaking your head going, why do I even listen to Laura Heck anymore? This girl. And then some of you are my people and you love every minute of it. Okay. So you feel, you understand that balance there of where, where it's like relying on your partner for too much and then relying on your friends for too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever see that in your office? Does that ever come up as like a conflict? No, you know, not, no. I mean, and I don't mean that it's not true. It's just not what I talk about in my office. Um, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> at least not in the terms that I put it in, huh? Well, I mean, again, it comes up in this group that I'm with this, these guys, but, um, yeah. in my office, no, I think 
I mean, the difference between what you're describing and what I experience in my practice is these couples are not necessarily, I don't know, Laura, like I'm having a little bit of a hard time with your, with your theory here in part because mm-hmm. um, my couples are trying to figure out how to turn toward one another. And it's mm. pretty rare that there's a major, it's, pre- it's pretty rare that her friend group or his friend group is the, mm-hmm. is the thing that's keeping them from do that, doing that. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pro trying to figure out how to manage kind of the really kind of the impact of limited options. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but no, here's, yeah. here's how I see it playing out. I see it playing out in Friday night, like the weekend's coming up and I'm really looking forward to playing. And the first thought that comes to your mind is I can't wait to go out with my girlfriends. I can't wait to go like watch the football game with my guys. Cool. I can't wait to like have breakfast with my girlfriends, whatever it might be. So it's, I, I would say I'm that there was early on in my relationship with my husband, this was a lot of tension. We were trying to figure out how to make us us, like how to create the weenus in the relationship. And prior to Laura Heck coming on the scene, Laura Migel back in the day, um, do you remember? You never, I didn't yeah, know Laura Migel. Migel. Nope. You didn't. Uh-uh. Okay. Um, that was like 11 years ago. But before Laura Migel came on the scene, my husband had an incredible friendship group and still does, but they served all of his needs. And, um, you know, there might be some females that would kind of come in and out of his life, but for the most part, the guys were the steady piece. And so when we came together, he had to learn how to play with me. And there was a lot of tension, especially on the weekends where it was like, it wasn't work that was taking up his time. So he was going to spend a lot of his time then with his guy friends and, and they were his source of humor and play and, um, entertainment and, and like the pendulum had swung totally the opposite direction. And I really wanted it to come more towards me. So maybe it's something that younger relationships are experiencing earlier. Well, I'm with you in this way. Like, here's where, here's what you just started saying that made me think, and, and we've done this now, maybe a few podcasts in a row, which is this idea of kind of these five facets of intimacy, right? Emotional, mm-hmm. intellectual, yeah. physical, sexual, spiritual. And, yeah. um, ideally, and, and in a perfect world, your chosen partner meets your needs in all of those places in a really powerful way. Like I don't like they, 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 they complete me, right? Like the little mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire thing. But that's pretty, pretty rare. And I think th- what you're talking about is a little bit of this kind of notion of outsourcing, mm-hmm. right? Like Rebecca and I, for example, like we don't, when we play, we don't enjoy playing in the same way. Like we don't mm-hmm. play the same sport. We don't play, uh, I mean, I'm more competitive than she is. I mean, we can find ways to play, but, yeah. um, but I need to outsource some of my play. Um, and that sure. may be like hanging out with my guy friends or doing a boat yeah. night or, you know, um, disappearing for a couple hours to play indoor soccer and, or whatever. I mean, I can't do that anymore, but, Mm. but, but I think that this is a little bit closer to where I can kind of go, Oh, I see what you're saying. The, Mm -hmm. the, the deal about outsourcing though, is it has to come out of an agreement, right? If I'm just like avoiding Rebecca or you're avoiding Mm -hmm. Ryan via your girlfriends or my guy friends or whatever, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. we do. Um, and that's just the kind of the way that we sort of supplement yeah. Then that can be really painful for a relationship. Um, yeah. And I think it can work, frankly, intellectually, uh, spiritually, even. I mean, Rebecca and I have uh, different spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. I think even sexual intimacy. I think I told you about this couple. 
Oh, now I'm intrigued. Go on. Well, you're talking no, about outsourcing sexuality. Yeah, totally. I mean, in this cool. uh, in this case, it's pretty specific. I had a client who was a single guy, or a, he, he was a married guy, but he was he was the only one who came into my office, mm-hmm. and his wife was chronically depressed. Like she could not get out of bed. She had a a condition that prevented her from being available to him in any meaningful way. Although wow. they were best friends. I mean, they were very good friends. They'd lived a lot of life together. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not available for sex, but understood his need to, to have sexual intimacy. So he was allowed to sleep with other women. Um, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't allowed to like become emotionally available to them or have emotional mm-hmm. connect with mm-hmm. them. But she understood that he was going to um, sort of outsource his sexuality. Wow. And that became allowed mm-hmm. because of their agreement. Um, and so like, let's back up now to like, I just want to have a girl's night or brunch with my right. friends. If you're having brunch with your friends as a way to avoid connecting to your partner. Right. And he doesn't really want, or he wants to have brunch with you. Yeah. And there's no agreement that yeah. actually could be more painful mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. he's sleeping with other women Yeah, because she understands that she can't provide that need out of her mental illness Mm -hmm. that is keeping her from showing up for him in the way that she and he would both desire. And so they have an agreement, you know, I was just thinking too, like having, having that strong of an agreement, understanding the two of you coming together and saying, how can I help meet your needs? This is what I'm thinking. Okay. And then you move forward and you abide by this agreement that you've made. In a lot of ways, I think that could make the relationship that much stronger of, of this husband, you know, outsourcing his sex because they they have completely said, these are the guidelines, this is the boundary, and this is where this is healthy in our relationship. And I mean, I think that's really an interesting story. How did, And how did it work out? Well, he stopped coming in after a, a while. Um, mm-hmm. That wasn't his... Um, his treatment need. Sure. But it was just part of his deal. I mean, I think it, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it ended up in the end, Mm. but it does beg this question about like, this is a little bit of a tangent, but (laughs) it's like when people are, uh, when people are unfaithful or even if people fear the other will be unfaithful. Mm -hmm. I have this question, which is what body part are you concerned about? Are you concerned about their brain, their, their genitals, their, you know, their heart? Yeah. Their eyes. Like, I, mm. oh, we're walking around Green Lake and I saw you look at that lady, mm-hmm. that hot lady. Like, wait, so wait. So what are you worried about? Because it's not like I turned around and followed her down the trail and said, hey, do you want to come back to my hotel room? <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. Um, but but I looked at her. Yeah. And so now maybe I'm thinking she's kind of hotter than my wife and we're off to the races, you know? Okay. So now you're on a tangent. Can I be on a tangent just for a second? No. Please? Of course. Okay. So my husband and I have this thing and we have several um, gay couples in our life and hearing them talk about and check out other people is really interesting because you're with, you're, you're with two people who are attracted to the same sex, same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, it's interesting to hear them go, did you see that guy? And, um, and then they kind of, they're like, yeah, he was hot, nice arms, blah, blah, blah husband and I hundred percent do the same thing. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. I mean, I, uh, will say something and I'll just be like, Holy moly. Those were the most beautiful legs I've ever seen. Actually, we were driving by this couple 
And the guy was wearing really short shorts and the girl was wearing leggings and he had incredible runner's legs. And we're in the car with my two best friends, gay couple, and everybody, we slow, I'm driving. All and we, all, <laughs> we all slow way down and we're talking about the guy's legs. And I said, so what did the, the woman look like? And my husband said, I have no idea. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you. And I just love that um, as a couple, there is this level of respect and appreciation for human form and and there isn't a jealousy there because it's it's because we talk about it. I think that helps me to feel like, yeah, like I, I'm not just watching his eyes scan people. He's he's turning to me and he's saying, did you see that woman? Like she had the most beautiful decolletage. That I've, and he would never say that. But <laughs> um, do you and well, Rebecca no, ever Laura, talk you about actually, that? You actually tipped your hand there because um, uh, I think the reason that there's not jealousy is because of exactly mm -hmm. what you just said, which is yeah. he's turning toward me. Yes. And saying like, he's turning toward you. Like yeah. it's the turning toward that creates the secure attachment. It's not the, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what's really at it. It's, I mean, people get fired up about threats to the relationship and those mm -hmm. threats can only be present when turning toward isn't present. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when you're not talking about it or it's not like a conversation or yeah. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Uh, do you guys, I would just, I'm going to ask this again, but like, do you and Rebecca ever take note of other people and, and verbalize it? I would say we're not as secure in this space as you and Ryan are. Okay. Yeah. It is really, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, this song, uh, there's a Ben Fold song about, um, I love that, that Ben Folds, he, we need to have him on. If anybody knows Ben Folds, he has. Yeah, but see, he's a dude. He's a badass, but he's a dude. I want to, I want like. I, I think want, we've mentioned him at least four or five times yeah. in the last three years. Yeah. But it, there's some lyric and I'm going to mess it up, but it's something about he wakes up and I already know she's pissed at me for something I did to her in her sleep, like <laughs> some dream she had. And now she's she wakes up pissed at him because she dreamed that he did something. I'm, uh, uh, I'm talking to Rebecca the other day. She goes, I just want you to know that I had a dream last night mm -hmm. and I uh, you did this thing and I'm super pissed at you about it. I'm like, uh, 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 OK, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry I did that thing in your dream. <laughs> like, I don't really know how to respond to that, but. <laughs> oh, I definitely know. My dad definitely had a lot of like very vivid dreams where he would wake up and, and he would literally have to preface with like, I had a tough dream. Like, I'm going to need, I'm going to need some time to just like come out and, and reconnect with reality. Okay. Let me give you one more that I think is an important. Hold on one second. Oh, you're playing Ben Folds, aren't you? No, listen to this. My, um. My daughter, my 13-year-old daughter is at home doing school right now. By the way, it's uh, note the time of day that it is. And she just sent me a text that said, what is the best time to go to the dentist? Why? Time? What is the best time to go to the dentist? Tooth hurdy. Tooth yeah. hurdy! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've raised, I've raised her well. Oh, uh, I'm For so the record, glad. dear Does listeners, it's 2.30. It's 2.30 in the afternoon right this at this moment. And I literally <laughs> my 13-year-old, 14-year-old just sent me a text. Said, what is the best time to go to the dentist? Oh, you know, we might have to end on that because I did tell you I had a hard stop. I have to go get my kid. I just have one more that I want to mention, and okay. I'm going to keep it really brief. Um, with the pendulum swinging of underfunctioning and overfunctioning and underfunctioning being if you are an underfunctioner, no, let me talk more about the overfunctioner because that's me. I, it's easier to talk about myself. As you know, I like to do that. 
Zach. Um, but overfunctioners tend to take on a whole lot, even like other people's things. And I tend to take on a lot when anxiety hits. So when I feel overwhelmed, my actually that's a really good example. When you feel overwhelmed, an overfunctioner is going to do more. They're gonna like start organizing their space, they're gonna start like cleaning the kitchen, they're gonna start telling other people what they need to be doing, and then they're gonna say, You're not doing it good enough, I'll just do it for you. And then an underfunctioner, when they feel overwhelmed, start to rely on other people to function for them. They're gonna be people who are sort of the holy moly, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm going to lay in bed and I, you know, like wake me up when the, when the storm has passed, whatever. So the pendulum that I see couples get stuck in is when there is, isn't a balance between those two. And, and they're, although they do kind of work very nicely as a team, sort of like a teeter totter, right? Like when you have one part, you're not going to talk at all. Are you You're just going to let me go? <laughs> I don't really know what you're saying. Um. <laughs> Maybe what we do is say, Jason, um, there is a part where I, I just babbled and I'd like for you to delete that part. Actually, don't delete it here. L- listen to this. This is the next thing that Rebecca, that uh, Mary texted me. Okay. Ready? Poor listeners. Poor <laughs> listeners. It's they, love literally... it. they love okay. it. They love it. Ready? There are two guys at a bar and one of them orders a special drink and flies out the window and then tells the second guy to order the same drink and he will fly but just falls flat on the ground. And the bartender says, you're a jerk when it comes to drunk Superman. <laughs> That's she it. That's the entire thing. I, I don't, I'm not even going to give her nothing. <laughs> that was oh, not. See, I love Jason. this kids. I love this kid so much. Oh my God. You can <laughs> tell her Laura didn't appreciate that one. Yeah. She listens to the podcast faithfully. So she'll, she'll. No, she it. doesn't. No, she doesn't. No. Um, All right. Wait, you were trying to make a point. What was your point? Say it again. Something about teeter-totters. <laughs> Tell me about tater-totters, Laura. <sighs> My point is that being on one side or the other is not healthy. I think that being in the middle and having balance is where we want to be. You seem very skeptical with my description of underfunctioner. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I think if I'm going to go back to your teeter-totter uh, analogy, I think there is a responsibility for the couple to understand their patterns well enough that they need sometimes mm-hmm. to, you know, shift their weight, right? Sometimes I need mm-hmm. to shift my weight to step up for you. And sometimes mm-hmm. I need to shift my weight to get out of your way. Um, yeah. And so I don't know if I kind of resonate with the over under functioning piece mm-hmm. of that, but I do think like there is a, there is a thing about, again, whether it's outsourcing or not that this is a word, but sort of insourcing, there has to be some kind of agreement where we, you know, take care of each other's relationship uh, needs inside the relationship. And one of us is going to be stronger or weaker at any given point. And Mm -hmm. we also create space to take care of one another outside the relationship. And that's where like, maybe you do need to have a book club because your partner or, well, like I was going to say in our house, like right now, or at least for the last six, eight months, I've been obsessed with sort of the political narrative. Rebecca, Mm -hmm. of course, for the last two, three weeks has really got into it in part because it's been so unavoidable and present. But, um, but she hasn't been the person I've talked to politics about for sure. a while. It's been our mutual friend and another guy. I was guy. waiting for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, hmm. yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think I, I get that piece of it. Um, yeah. maybe we're just talking vocabulary at this point, but, um, but yeah. All right. Hey, let's lay on this plane. Cause I have to go pick my kid up from school. You got it. All right. Adios. 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I really appreciate you guys sticking around and just listening to wherever our brains take us because this really is just two buddies that get together and FaceTime and record our conversations. So um, thank you for all of your time and your attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.